Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We got our guy Isaac Feldman here who used to work with us. He yeah. works at the Sports Network. He fought last week and won. Winner by knockout from Long Island, New York, Isaac Here's the problem with that. Now with the proliferation of MMA, yes, you ain't got anybody. You have no idea. Because that dude Isaac, who's a great kid, yeah, you'd look at him and go, I'll probably have this guy. I can handle this guy. He'd kill you Meanwhile, in 30 seconds. What? Right. Hey! Then I, then I had the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ike to Garland. What's up, everybody? What's up, Ike Dagon fans? Go to IkeDagon.com. Listen to the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. Listen to Ike Dagon content. And listen to stuff that actually comes out frequently and a lot more consistently. Probably because there's a few more dollars behind it. But listen to Mike and Ike. Mike Strzok and Ike Feldman. I'm Ike Feldman. Listen to us as we record weekly, sometimes bi-weekly. That not only means every other week, but that also means twice a week, bi-weekly, seriously. So we recorded last week bi-weekly, twice. And uh, we've had great guests on the MMA Maverick Show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, go to YouTube. Uh, we've just had Forrest Griffin on, the former UFC champion, video game cover athlete, uh, one of the most epic fights against Stefan Bonner in 2005, not 2006, but we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at uh, MMA Verricks Show. Uh, so MMA Mavericks is one word. Uh, it's cute. It's a play on words, but I can understand if you can't find it. Get with the program already. Um, yeah, we've had fantastic guests, uh, guests, like I said. Forrest Griffin we just had on former UFC fighter and New York City nurse and Brooklyn native Philip Nover, which was amazing because he's in the heart of the situation that's going on in New York, kind of the epicenter, the hot spot of the United States situation and probably the world situation with the coronavirus and COVID-19 situation. So the interview with Philip Nover was revealing. It was honest. He tells us about the shifts that he's going through, the precautions and procedures he has to do to keep their PPE, uh, personal protective equipment, uh, recyclable and for the next shift. And obviously we all know about the limited supplies, whether it's masks or it's scrubs. So he talks about that and more. Mike and I have also talked about the John Jones situation, UFC 249. We haven't exhausted that talk, but we, we definitely have dove into the, the hot topics. And like I said, great guest, 
Forrest Griffin, Philip Nover, Dan Caldwell, who is the co-founder of Tap Out Clothing. My boy's got a tattoo on his arms that says Tap Out, so Tap Out has left a mark on many people, uh, figuratively speaking and literally speaking. So we got great stuff going on at the MMA Mavericks scene and situation, and uh, I got to be more consistent with the Iktagon content and coverage and the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. I will do that. I promise you great stuff's going to be coming out with the Iktagon platform. I'm putting together, as we speak, a list, a very scripted and intricately written script that I'm going to be very proud of. Everything that I've written a script for has been fantastic on the Iktagon stuff. The Tyson Fury, uh, Vaseline battle, the Mexicans going nuts in Mexico with uh, Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. Uh, the ring girls being banned in Australia, the UFC cage girls or whatever you want to call them being banned in Australia. So everything that I've wrote in a script, written a script for um, has gone very well on the Octagon platform. So I am writing and formulating a script that's going to be a countdown format, almost like the NFL films type of countdown uh, the five best in each category. It's going to be rivalries, UFC champions, greatest submissions, greatest knockouts, greatest fights, uh, and maybe one or two more categories. So I will be releasing that while we're all at home and got time to kill and got things to do. I commend that all the essential workers, whether that's bankers or people helping provide medical supplies to people, whether that's people that's on the ground in the hospitals or the cops, the law enforcement that's organizing and policing all the people during this tough time and this historic time, we're all going to look back on it. Hopefully it's not through the lens of a camera that makes us look back on it, but hopefully we reflect and we, from generation to generation, tell the people that this is a crazy time in our history. The spring of 2020 was, and I guess uh, winter of 2020 was something that uh, we will never forget but just wanted to give you guys an update that I promise you there is a lot of thinking going on behind the scenes in terms of the Iktagon. I want to get back in front of the camera, in front of the mic, and express myself to the masses uh, or the four people that actually watch the content. But I've been doing a lot of thinking of how I wanted to uh, come back to you guys and uh, provide you with heartfelt content. And... Uh, yeah, first, John Jones. Let me just uh, briefly tell you how nuts this guy's life has been over the past nine years since he became UFC champion, being Shogun Hua. I believe it was UFC 123 in New Jersey. Literally days before his fight against Shogun, he tackled a perp. Uh, John Jones was a criminal justice minor. And he turn, uh, turns it around a couple days later. He wins the UFC belt. So he's a UFC champion. He's a role model. He's tackling, tackling criminals in uh, rough New Jersey. And he's the poster boy immediately of the UFC. And Dana White puts it out there. Following the win, he goes, what happens from this day moving forward is going to be very important for John Jones, who he surrounds himself with. There's going to be a lot of people who want a piece of him. And Dana White's words may have cursed John Jones or something of that sort because John Jones has just 
had a roller coaster career ever since that uh that post fight press conference following the Shogun Hua championship victory. He's dealt with law enforcement several times. There's several body cam incidents from police officers where where he's been pulled over and he's drunk. There's one where he's fled a hit and run scene jumping in the neighborhoods of Albuquerque, running away from the police. They find weed in his car. They identify that it's John Jones. There's obviously been the sport incidents with the steroids and the PEDs and the picograms and how many countless times he's tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And then the latest incident, DWI, driving while under the influence and being pinned on top of that, with negligent use of a firearm, he fired off a shot. Uh, he was belligerent. He was not coherent. And it's not a good look. John Jones comes off a fabulous, fantastic year in 2019. And an entire year, if you go back to the Gustafson fight, which was at the very end of 2018, he rematches Gustafson, get a huge third-round TKO victory. Then he fights Anthony Smith, UFC 235 gets it done amazingly you saw the iq of john jones in the later rounds he avoided uh, the dq loss because anthony smith didn't take the dq victory with that but john jones uh, fantastic performance at ufc 235 and then july of 2019 john jones for the first time lost on one of the judges scorecards at ufc 239 against tiago santos tiago santos blowing out both of his knees and putting together a valiant effort to try to take the crown away from John Jones. John Jones out kickboxes a kickboxer and wins another close victory. And then fast forward to 2020, February 8th, UFC 247 against Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes, one of the best athletes we've seen in the UFC, former football player at Stony Brook. John Jones is dealing with adversity. Judges are seeing that he definitely lost the first two rounds. And then John Jones, showing the heart and the will of a champion, comes back in the later rounds and grabs the victory and everything that Dominic Reyes was working towards and ripped it away from him and put another win in the tally column for John Jones and another championship defense. And then what happens? Quarantine. And literally, John Jones tweets and Instagrams and says, people, this is his quote, uh, his meme that he tweeted and put out on social media. People, this is the one time in history that being lazy, sitting on your couch and watching TV uh, will help society. And it, it's funny, but it, it's true. You know, if everybody stays home and keeps themselves busy and not leave the house, uh, you are essentially defeating the coronavirus and avoiding infecting other people if you are infected. And what does John Jones do? He goes against his own advice. He's found belligerent, uh, incoherent, and a drunk mess in the streets of Albuquerque outside of a bar and fires off a gunshot. And the cops find the gun under his car. They see that he's drunk. And there's a whole body cam video that was released. I have not watched the body cam video. I don't need to see it to... Judge John Jones, he screwed up regardless. And it comes out that he does plead guilty, but he is the sheriff in the town of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And John Jones is just being monitored. He's got to just stay at home. He's on house arrest. He has to do some 
community service, maybe pay a small fine, like 500 bucks for a million dollar athlete and do maybe a couple of hours of community service. He still gets to retain his marijuana card, which is weird because that could be a spiral for some people. You know, uh, marijuana could be a gateway drug. And for John Jones, an addictive personality, uh, an obsessive personality, uh, uh, unbelievable mindset and will, which has helped him achieve greatness in life, but has also been a downfall when he doesn't have his energy and focus in the right direction, enabling him by giving him letting him retain the marijuana card is a poor move and bad judgment on Albuquerque's government part. And it's sad because it's like they give this guy 17 chances before he's ultimately going to really screw up and do something that's even stupider that we've seen. Uh, I don't want to put that bad juju on John Jones, but it's going to be the albuquerque and dana white's fault if something really bad happens to john jones i understand he's this high profile athlete and this public figure for the community of albuquerque and for dana white's pocket but somebody's got to lay down the law literally speaking for john jones they have to put him in his place and teach him a lesson and yeah he's gonna be pissed the first 30 60 90 days that he knows he doesn't have a fight lined up maybe even a year but he has to defeat these inner demons that he's dealing with and the only way the ufc and albuquerque and the people around him can help him is by stop enabling john jones and we've seen john jones been enabled his entire career He's been able to leap right back into title pictures from Dana White. He, the UFC, when he tested positive for steroids back at UFC 232, when he rematched Alexander Gustafson, the original venue for the fight was taking place in Las Vegas. John Jones tested positive. The Vegas Commission said, son, you're not going to be on the card. You're not going to headline our card in our state. Dana White says, screw you, Nevada. We're not doing business for your card. You're not going to make money off my fighters and my events. He picks up the entire card, moves the 24 or 26 fighters from Vegas to the Forum in California. California, they enabled this situation as well. They accepted John Jones because they know the money and the attention that he draws. Big problem. The UFC keeps handing this man fights and opportunities. And it's... It's sad but true. If John Jones has a fight on his plate, he is well-behaved and he's mentally intact. But he has to deal with the quarantine just like the rest of us. Just because you're John Jones doesn't mean you can just leave your house. And he probably has a bigger house than 99% of the population. I'm sure he's got a gym. With, he's released videos of him boxing inside. He's John Jones. His brothers are NFL uh, Super Bowl champions. He can call people to come to his garage, set up mats, hit mitts. He could get drunk in his house and be belligerent and walk around. Who cares? You can do whatever you want in your house. Just stay in your house. And he doesn't. And he fails to listen to himself because I know he doesn't listen to the people around him because the people around him don't tell him what to do. They don't give him valid advice. And it's sad that his girlfriend or fiance or wife She's got to deal with this, this, these problems. I cannot wait for John Jones 
to be past the cash cow stage, which is being a champion, and he's in his 40s and 50s, and you hear the real John Jones because just talking to Forrest Griffin, he was an animal in his career in the cage. He was a personality in front of the mic and for interviews, but a lot of people and a lot of MMA journalists and reporters don't even know the full Forrest Griffin. It's going to take a while for people to unravel and separate Forrest Griffin the fighter to Forrest Griffin the trainer and the father and the person. And it's the same thing with John Jones. Right now, John Jones is in the middle of this hellstorm of being a champion. It, it comes, what's the quote from Spider Man? With great responsibility comes great power. Yeah, John Jones has had a ton of power, but he hasn't lived up to the responsibility side of it. And like I said, when he's in his 40s and his 50s, you will see a unique, a more gentle, a more open, a more cerebral side of John Jones that I'm begging to see in his current stage. But unfortunately, he's 32. He's been screwing up since he was 23. We're not going to see this anytime soon. And especially if the UFC keeps feeding him fights. I asked Mike and the panel of guests that we had on the MMA Mavericks show do you think he's going to fight in 2020? They said no. This was pre-finding out that uh, what the, happened at court. And then asking Mike again when we find out that he just has a house arrest, he retains his marijuana card, Mike says, yeah, it's a big chance that he's going to fight and return to the cage in 2020. So the problem continues. And it just leads me to say the... The old saying that's known in media, we'll see. We'll wait and see. And John Jones didn't even go a year without getting in trouble. I think it was in late spring, early summer of 2019 that he was accused of harassing a woman who was working at a gentleman's club. Obviously, those are weird situations and weird nights or different nights or more hot nights, more exciting nights, but John Jones got aggressive allegedly with the woman that was working at this strip club in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Again, he thinks he is the sheriff of the town and that was thrown away. The UFC still fed him two more fights after that. He doesn't even go a full year of staying out of the limelight in terms of negative attention. And again, there's body cam video of him talking to the cop, being a drunk idiot, and view it, make your own opinion, but my opinion, and Philip Nover, the wonderful UFC veteran and New York City nurse who we talked to on the Maverick show, he said John Jones has some mental issues and demons that he needs to fight, address, and beat, and that's only going to come with a fully intensive rehab period whether that's 30 60 90 120 a full year however many days it takes john jones needs to address it and the people around him maybe it's his brothers it's his father whoever somebody needs to get through to john jones and it's sad because he is the greatest talent that ufc and mixed martial arts has ever seen and talent is outweighing priorities, and we've seen this a lot, whether it's NFL athletes or NBA athletes, MLB athletes. A lot of the time, talent will outweigh the priorities. 
But the ball is in Dana White's court, the UFC's court, and John Jones' inner circle's court. And they need to dunk the basketball in terms of helping John Jones. And they keep missing the rim over and over and over and over again. So, John Jones, to quote the great Daniel Cormier, get your shit together, brother. That is the first Iktagon in the home base of this coronavirus situation that we're in. I will be delivering you a lot more. I swear I'll work on the lighting. I know it's a little dim in this room, but it is my brother's studio. Maybe you'll see us do some uh, beat making or music making, but this is going to be the home base for the Iktagon for the foreseeable future. And again, I will be working on a very, very well-produced Iktagon type of countdown show that I'm going to put on YouTube. It's going to be beautiful graphics, fun audio, and very stoic voiceovers. So, again, follow the MMA Maverick show with Mike Strzok and I. People like to correct me. It's not Mike Strzok and me. It's Mike Strzok and I. Whatever. At MMA Maverick Show on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Ton of interviews there. And if you want to hear more of me, you obviously came in the right place. Iktagon.com. Iktagon on Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn maybe. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. And I'm Mike Feldman. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.